Good evening and welcome to Adventures and Lollygagging. I'm Aaron and I am your Doom Master and tonight we're going to be back with some Conan. Fortune is restored to my players. Their momentum is as always low. My Doom is as always high. So it's time to jump back into our, our Hyborian Tales. We're going to start off with a little bit of a recap tonight, and then as we go along, uh, we'll give the players an opportunity to uh, introduce themselves and uh, and what they're thinking in the moment. So we're going to start tonight with Ashley, who was unable to join us a couple of weeks ago, but Aurelia was with us. So last time, we saw Zamir bring the decanter of priceless liqueur out of Setanepre's chambers, secret them over to Aurelia, and hand them off, knowing that Aurelia knows where the Court of Beggars is. She took the decanter and snuck off, expertly making her way past the guards and the temple guardians and the priests of Set. There were so many more of them out on the grounds than there had been before. She went through the city, found her way back into the Court of Beggars, and down to Grandmother Wisp. When she handed the decanter over, Grandmother Wisp smiled in a joy, a true joy. And in that moment, Ashley, tell us about Aurelia, and tell us what she's thinking when she hands over the decanter to Grandmother Wisp. Aurelia is feeling like she's a really good friend right now, because uh, she just locked it in for Zamir. This was our main goal was to get this turned in. <laughs> so Zamir, you know, has that locked in. Um, so she's she's feeling pretty pleased with herself. And um, this scene, Grandmother Wisp is always a delight. Uh, but she is a little concerned about what they're getting into without her there. Uh, and uh, yeah. I like it. Then we're going to slide over to the tale of Sobek. Now, Sobek started out the episode escaping from the Temple of Set. Uh, using his magics to charm his way past the guards, he entered into the palace district, snuck his way up to Setanepre's compound, and hid deep in the shadows. However, Guards from the temples of Set, as the alarm bells and alarm gongs rang, started making their way through the cities. And he saw coming up the hill the torchlights of guards and priests and hounds. And he knew that he had to make his way into the compound if he was to hide amongst the crowds. As he approached, he saw Zamir and Roya climbing up onto the atrium. He looked and decided to go for a swim in the pool instead. He had a wonderful time uh, and managed to murder the uh, orgy murderer who was trying to kill him. But unfortunately, as he was getting out, he was spied by the very torturer who he was trying to escape. And he was once again imprisoned after a chase up onto the roof and an attempt to get to down the chimney. But he was stopped and brought back down and tied. All looked very bleak for Sobek at that point. None of his friends around, once again captured within this, within the compound of Setanepre, ready to be the performance art piece of the master torturer, 
Zoyos. But one of Zehud's acolytes glided up behind him and stealthily placed something in his hand and simply said, we will free you. Simply touch this to the back of Zoyos and slip away into the crowd and you will be free. So Sobek, wisely considering his options, instead leaped from his chair and without any concern for stealth in his very wounded condition, charged Axios, the coil of Set, the single greatest fighter in the city of Zamora, and was immediately struck down and recaptured. In that moment, Sobek, as your arms are being tied back and your mouth is being gagged and your eyes are being recovered, and Zoyos is hovering over you, patting you on the shoulder, what Introduce, tell us about Sobek, and tell us what he's thinking in that moment. Yes, so Sobek is a priest of Set, along with other gods. And he is concerned, uh, probably for the first time. He felt pretty confident during the torture that he could escape given the right moment. But after... uh, two escapes and three captures, he's starting to wonder if he can finally make that third escape or not. And that's a fair thing to think. Now we're going to slide over to Sir Drusus Jolden. His evening started waiting as the champion of the fighting pit to be escorted into High Priestess Setanepre's chamber where he would enjoy her company for a time, although he had been warned that most of her champions were never seen again. However, as he was preparing to go back there, Zamir whispered to him that the very bind, the very uh, manacles that would bind him to this X upon her wall had been broken, though they appeared to be intact, and that he would be able to pull free whenever he wished. He was placed, well, he he voluntarily placed himself on this uh, X as uh, Setanepre began to teasingly torture him. At first, Sir Jolden was able to withstand it without without even a moment's flinch. But then her efforts became more aggressive and he let out a yelp. But out of the corner of his eyes, he started to pull away from the X. He saw Zamir and Roya making their way in from the bathing chamber. And they knocked High Priestess Setanepre out, dragging her back into the bathing chamber. For a moment, we are going to catch up with Zamir and Roya, because the three of them will proceed together in a moment. Zamir and Roya had made their way up on top of the roof, and Zamir had instructed Roya on how to move quietly across the roof so they could get to the bathing chambers. Neither one of them realizing that Sobek had just watched them climb up and chose to go for a swim. They managed to get into the bathing chamber, slide down, see the lock, understand how to open it, and then hear Sir Drusus Jolden's cry. They burst in, they took out Setanepre, and that is where the three of them joined together. 
They bypassed the lock using what Roya had learned in the Temple of Set and made their way down into the chamber, the hidden chamber of Setanepre. In the middle of this chamber was a floating globe of blood, several feet in diameter, and a cage off to the one side with a young teenage girl in it begging for her life. She explained to them that the gateway could only be opened with the blood of another as she had seen the previous occupant bled to death so that Setanepre could open the gate. Understanding this, they Sir Drusus Jolden freed the girl, his chivalry demanding that she be set free. And Zamir decided that the only way to open the gate was really with the life of Setanepre. She had argued other ways for them, but in the end, her blood fed the gate, and they made their way in. They're on the landing, looking down, and what they see is the giant area, a circular chamber. They assume the sepulcher beneath the obelisk of Set within the temple district. They see what appears to be a statue of a 40-foot snake wound around a raised giant bowl. But then Zamir realized that that was in fact not a statue, but a living, sleeping snake of giant proportions. In addition, as they looked around, they saw other large um, tunnels leading out of the room, obviously how the snake makes its way through the, through the undercity, and other crevices and cracks that they believe probably are what they had been told of would lead them into the undercity if they so chose. Zamir very stealthily made his way across and into the bowl using amazing parkour where he spied the torque of Mitra and several other seemingly valuable artifacts. This is where we catch back up to Sir Drusus Jolden, who has made his way down. And in an effort to back up Zamir in the event that the snake wakens, moved into range and the sound of his footfalls awakened the snake and this giant head lurched up and looked down at him dead eyes the size of plates staring at him a hissing forked tongue wisping out of its mouth as it prepared to strike zamir grabbed a shield from the bowl a silvery shield with flecks of crystal in it and skipped it down the creature's scales to Sir Drusus's uh, waiting arms. He scooped the shield up right as the stake went to strike. And he was saved by the by this shield, taking only minor damage. Roya stayed up. The girl, this poor teenage captive, began to lose it. Her fear and exhaustion were finally overcoming her, but Roya was able to quiet her. Sir Drusus Jolden was face to face with the snake as Zamir scoops up what treasure he can, runs down the scales of the snake, and tumbles off of its head in a beautiful roll, landing on his feet before the snake. The snake, enraged at this, threw its coils at them, a great wave of scaly flesh striking down. 
Sir Jesus Dolden raises his shield and braces against the weight as it comes slamming down at him. As Zamir tumbles out of the way, Sir Jesus Dolden is able to hold back the worst of it, having already inflicted minor wounds upon the snake. In that moment, Sir Drusus Jolden, as you hold the coils of this giant snake up and lever it off of your shield, tell us about yourself and what you're thinking. Yeah, there's a primal fear that grips my heart. It's causing me to breathe quickly. My, my muscles tighten. And just being head to head with a serpent, it fills me with awe and dread. Yet despite the fear, my warrior's training my instincts kick in, allowing me to quickly defend myself. And so the noble warrior stands his ground as Roya, standing next to the calmed, almost unconscious young girl after having recently thrown her dagger at Zamir, sees the bloodgate collapse into a globe of blood, no longer open, no easy way out at that moment melissa tell us about roya and what she is thinking uh yeah so uh roya is our she is much better at healing than she is at sneaking uh as the shaman of the party and the the closing of this um kind of portal um kind of takes her back and, and it reminds her of of eyes closing uh and she thinks about uh her her travels along the river um, and when she was kind of with a, a party and there was a teenage girl um, not dissimilar to the age of the one that we uh, find ourselves with who'd been attacked uh, by a tiger and Roya desperately tried to save her and was unsuccessful. And looking at the closing of that portal reminded her of the closing of Shira's eyes when she succumbed to her injuries and Roya failed to save her. And in that moment, as Roya remembers Shira's eyes, we see Zamir, who has landed lightly and on the balls of his feet, out of the corner of his eye, sees the blood gate close. But that's not what stops him in his tracks. What stops Zamir in his tracks is a voice clawing in the corners of his mind. Oh, have you claimed me then? Do you call me your own now? Tell me, am I to be yours? Zamir will think in his mind, like he'll, he's probably confused, at the thought, but he says, he probably says out loud, actually, so Jerusalem might even be able to hear it. If you help me evade death, then I am yours. So it is spoken, so it will be bound together forevermore. I need you Zamir, to make a resistance check. Damn it. Resistance A. Uh, resistance right. A. You've got two momentum still. And what's, as always, uh, you can't. What's the difficulty? Uh, the difficulty, it's going to, it just, it doesn't, 
It's a zero okay. difficulty. Depending on the number of successes is going to gotcha. determine what happens here. Uh, oh, God. I've Oh, God. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to buy a momentum. Uh, so I'm going to use one of them. Uh, zero. Okay, here we go. Okay, two successes. Okay, okay, two successes. okay. That's not bad. That's not Solid. bad. So, you feel this presence. It almost feels like it's rooting around in your mind and pushing some of your past, some of your thoughts, some of your identity away and nesting within your mind as its tendrils start to creep and crawl through your brain. You feel a black bile in your throat and a, and a suffering, you permanently lose one resolve point Uh, as the demon that is the fang of set finds its home within your soul. And I will now share with you the fang of set. Oh boy. I knew, I knew there was going to be a price to this dagger. I knew it. I knew it was coming. Yeah. yeah. That's haunted. <laughs> yeah. Sure. See, but you know, it's, it's not a bad dagger, other than the fact that uh, it is. It's kind of like a patron, uh, and okay. that during upkeep you have to feed it, or uh, or oh. or bad shit will happen to you. Upkeeps. Well, if we get to upkeep, it can take what it wants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, that's. <laughs> nothing for sure okay let's see here let me just double check it should be yeah uh, i see it the thing okay so uh so in that moment as you feel this this change in your heart in your mind in your soul you feel this other presence that's taken up uh partial ownership of your soul what what is zamir thinking uh, as, as that sort of sinking in or as that revelation, it might be interrupting a thought that he was looking at Drusus who had clanked and woke the snake looking at Roya who tried to throw a dagger so ineffectually and nearly got him in the back of the head with it. I think his thoughts probably went to Bijan, Zamir's cousin slash brother who had been corrupted by the cult of the spider God, former partners. And he thinks to himself, this is why I should work alone. But that thought as he looks and he sees Drusus trying so hard to fight off the snakes side by side with him. He sees Roya like protecting this, this young, his young child that grandmother Wisp would most certainly want protected. He says, well, at least, at least they have not betrayed me. Perhaps... I shall help save them after all. And with that, we find ourselves back at the Court of Beggars in that moment with Grandmother Risp and Aurelia. Oh, sweetie, I am so thankful that you've brought this for me. You have no idea, truly no idea what you have done for me this night. You and that beautiful man, Zamir. I owe you more than I can possibly say. What exactly is this? Is it a potion? No, my dear, that's that's a secret, a very interesting secret, but we don't really have time for secrets at this moment. I have 
something to tell you. You see, I hear the whispers of the city, and they have so much to say tonight, so many sad and frightening things to say about your friends. So let me tell you a tale. One of your friends, a heretic sorcerer priest, thrice captured this night by the followers of Set, finds himself within Satanepre's compound, tied down, gagged, and blindfolded, on the brink of becoming a piece of torture art for Zoyos, the priest-torturer of Set. He is moments away from potential death. And yet, his plight might not be the worst for your other friends, Zamir and Roya and Sir Jordan, have found themselves into the sepulchre beneath the obelisk of Set, using a blood gate. They have made their way in and found the treasures that you sought, but they have awakened a great serpent, the guardian of Set, and even now it seeks to kill them as the blood gate has closed. These are the whispers that I've heard, my dear. You see her take one finger and just take one drop of this liqueur out of this decanter and place it on her tongue. And you feel an energy come off of her, a, uh, a lightening of everything within you, a spiritual lightening. Mm -hmm. But in fact, the actual shadows within uh, the Court of Beggars grow darker. And you see two lines of shadows move away from her shadow and connect to alcoves in the corner. My dear, if you take and walk through that alcove to the right, you will find yourself back in the compound of Setenepre within the room where Sobek is seated, awaiting his torture. And if you choose to take the path to the left, you will find yourself beneath the obelisk of Set, next to your friend Roya, facing the serpent. Or you may simply stay here with me and enjoy a glass of tea. It is your fate, my dear. You may choose it, but you must choose it quickly and you must choose it now for the shadow gates will only be open for a moment. Where would you go, my dear? Okay, uh... Sobek, high or low? Oh, I'm not choosing. This is up to you. I'm rolling. I know. Okay. You got fucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm running to the snake. Okay. So Aurelia runs off. Uh, and as you enter this left-hand shadow shadowy alcove you feel in that moment that you press through it a freezing cold grips your heart and soul and for a moment your mind seems to blow apart and you hear tens of thousands of forgotten secrets and you see the souls of hundreds of lost people throughout time who've lived within the city and as they pass through you and as these secrets burn in your mind you take one step forward and you find yourself standing next to Roya 
It's the top of the round, and from here on out, we're going to go round by round for all of our players, and we're going to see exactly what happens to this party of adventurers. Sir Drusus Jolden is just thrown off a coil of the serpent. Zamir is standing off to the side after having run off its head. Roya is protecting the child, and Aurelius steps out of his shadow right next to you. There's a globe of blood floating off to the side. And for everybody, I'm going to mechanically remind you how the blood gates work. You can sacrifice a life to the blood gate and it will open. Or you can sacrifice enough blood to make up a life. And in this game, mechanically, that is wounds. So you can sacrifice five wounds to the blood gate and it will open. Or you can choose to run off into the Undercity. I will also remind you that minions, like this teenage girl next to you, only have one wound and will die if you sacrifice any of her blood to it. It will take, when you go, if you choose to sacrifice blood to the gate, it is a standard action for you to enact the ritual, open your wrist or the palm of your hand, and allow that amount of blood to power the gate. During that time, you cannot take reactions, so you will be at the mercy of the snake if it chooses to attack you during that time. You can use your standard action to give as many wounds as you want. All momentum options are still open, so you could technically use two points of momentum to get a second standard action if you felt that you needed to. However, you cannot use that second standard action in any such way that would allow you to have a reaction because of the nature of the ritual you're enacting. You're up. What? Who wants to do something, and what would you like to do? Did we get the torque or whatever it was that we were looking for? Yes, Zamir yeah. has the torque. He also picked up an interesting scroll case um, and the dagger, which is now part of his soul. And in his hand. And in his hand. Ooh. I would I would like to imagine that Roya just sort of you know was kind of lost in this uh, very sad memory and really it just appears next to her and yeah. she just you know kind of startles and sort of covers her own mouth and then very quickly just sort of like gives Aurelia sort of a quick hug and then points behind her to the snake. Okay. Uh, did you want did you want to take any action? Um, that's all free that's all free action stuff. Roya currently does not have any wounds. And so Roya would do the age old open fist. Actually, no, wait, she threw her dagger. <laughs> Let me see if she has something to cut herself with. I mean, you guys have like boot knives or some, you know. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Okay. Penalize you over having thrown your fighting dagger. You'd have some cutlery or something. I okay. I would say, like, in her staff, she sort of also has sort of a knife that's kind of oh, hidden in there perfect. a bit. So she's going to, you know, open palm and take a wound uh, to her hand. Okay. So go ahead and mark off a wound. So you see Arroya open her palm and hold it up to this globe of blood. And blood starts to pool out. And then as you start to feel yourself weakening, you stop the blood flow and pull it back. But the gate is growing and starting to flatten out. Zamir, Aurelia, Sir Drusus Jolden, what would you guys like to do? Now, Zamir and Sir Jolden, you are at medium range. 
from the blood portal, and you are both currently engaged with the serpent. Yeah, we're retreating. Okay, I'm following you. Go for it. I will back up towards the gate. So the question is, are you withdrawing, which takes one point of momentum and is a standard action, and that protects you from getting attacked, or are you just using your move action to move up to the gate? Yeah, I'll withdraw from the snake. Okay, so that is one point of momentum. So you're down to zero now, and that's your standard action. So you still, so you move from medium range up towards the gate, and you still have a move action left. What is there anything you'd like to do with that? I'll go ahead and spend my fortune to get another standard action. Okay. And then I'll point my bloodied arm from the serpent's fangs towards the gate. It'll take whatever blood from me it needs. I'll do two wounds even. Okay. Okay. So uh, the blood begins to pour out of your body. Um, and at once again, at a moment when you feel yourself start to weaken badly, you you stop it and bandage and pull yourself back. And and now that the gate has been fed three wounds, it's it's beginning to take the form of a gate. Aurelia, you this go ahead. Point, oh no, okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm good. Oh, that's okay. At this point. I'm going to spend a point of doom and I'm going to have the serpent act because he sees everyone running away and heading up and he knows. I mean, the serpent's been is ancient. It's not stupid. And he knows what's happening with that gate. So his mouth splays open wide and this great gout of greenish venom is spit up towards those of you at the gate. This is a ranged attack, so you can give me Doom to react, except for Sir Rusus Jolden and Roya, who have uh, enacted in the ritual, so they actually don't get a reaction this turn. So we're just gonna we're gonna see how this goes. Who knows? You may not get. You may not even hit. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna spend a couple of points of Doom. Give me a little extra dice here. Three successes. So the venom squirts out and it will strike. Um, It has area, so it does will hit all three of you. Aurelia, you can attempt an acrobatics check to um, dodge out of the way of the venom. I will attempt that. And you could give me Doom um, to get uh, momentum if you'd like, or you can spend a fortune point uh, to get a bonus D20 that automatically counts as a one. I'm just going to try it. We'll see. I dig it. One success. One success. Okay, so that's not enough to overcome its uh, its successes. So, but it only gets two successes on you. But I'm not going to add to the damage. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to bank a little bit of doom, and I'm going to roll some damage. Here, we'll see what we get. Okay, only one effect. That's not too bad. So, um, you all take. Seven points of damage. The effect is stun. Now, if you have armor or any kind of soak, 
reduce that by that amount. Or if you have a shield, you can roll cover dice and 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 reduce it by that. Yeah, I'll try to roll some cover here. Okay. And it's specifically left leg, or is it? So the hit. No, it's it's more. Okay. Yeah, I mean technically sure. yes, but. All right. Can we roll an armor? Nice. Four soak. Yep, four soaks. You only take uh, three points of damage. Uh, Roya, did you say, do you have armor? I do. Okay, Um, so what's your armor rating? I have... It's on the left-hand side of the the, uh, the character sheet. Like all the way on the left, you should see an armor soak chart. Right, so I've got... um... One each for torso, arm, and arm, and then two each on legs. Okay, so two for legs. It did hit your legs, so you only take five wound or five damage, but that is a wound, and it is intense. So you take two wounds. So now you've had now you've taken three wounds and five points of damage. Okay, and it has the stun effect, and it did get one effect. Uh, so you would be stunned next round, but you can give me one point of doom not to be stunned. And at this okay. point, you might as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and Sir Drusus, the same for you. Uh, you only took three points of damage, so you do not take another wound, so you're not impacted by the intense quality. Uh, Aurelia. I have two armor, so okay. I think I take, what, five damage, so two wounds. Five damage, so you take two wounds. And I'm assuming you want to give me a point of doom so you're not stunned next round? Uh, sure. This round, because Aurelia, you haven't gone yet. Yeah, oh, that's right. This round. This, right. this round. So you'll be, you'll be okay to act this round. So uh, this, this great venomous um, spew vomit has struck the three of you, and it's, it's burned, and it's painful. Um, and some of you are in, in serious uh, state right now. But... Uh, Aurelia and Zamir, you're up. The okay. snake does not move. It stays coiled. I have an idea. Uh, okay. So, Game Master, Aaron, dear friend, uh, I have an idea, and, I, and, and uh-huh. you can tell me if it doesn't work. In my possession, uh, I have some sun dust, uh, which is specifically uh, a thief uh, item uh, that mm-hmm. actually blurs vision, et cetera, et cetera. So, I know that I know the snake is giant, but it does have, but it is a dust. So I assume it's an aerosol. You know, it's like aerosol. Would I be able to do a classic and just try to like get that sun dust into sort of its face, its eyes, its tongue, whatever that might actually affect it, so that it's harder, so I can increase any difficulty maybe of it trying to target us in in sort of future rounds as we try to escape. You absolutely can do that. It's a standard action, ranged attack. Okay. Uh, can I make use of my, um, my, my talent that lets me roll stealth since it's a thief item? It's technically not. Absolutely. You absolutely can. Yeah. Okay. So let me, uh, is there a difficulty, uh, for this roll? Uh, no, it's just a difficulty one. I mean, it could resist it, but, uh, it's technically it can try to roll its acrobatics, but I'm going to say that it was distracted because it was just spitting venom. So, uh. Okay. As long as you make your, as long as, depending on how you do, because this is a stealthy attack, I'm just going to let it go un, unopposed. Okay. 
All right, so I will roll. I'm just gonna roll straight. Hope for the best. Uh, that is two successes. All right, so, so you get a point of momentum. All right. And uh, what bang. are the effects of Sundust exactly? Okay, so specifically, it increases the difficulty of all tests requiring sight by one step. Okay. So everything it's going to do going forward um, is going to be more difficult for it. I mean, they also, snakes obviously also have a great sense of uh, taste or smell. But uh, but because this is fun and that was a cool thing to do, we're going to, we're going to up the difficulty. Because I think it get it in its mouth, too. You know, I mean, this, yeah. this is clogging all of its senses up. Yeah. You still uh, have a move action. Yes. So then for my minor action, I will take, I'm going to do withdraw. Uh, mm -hmm. which will move me back uh, basically to close, not engaged. Then I'll burn a fortune point to get a second standard action. Uh, well, and to withdraw, you have, if you're going to withdraw, actually withdraw, you have to use a standard action to do that. Uh, what's the one? There's one that where you just step away. That's withdraw, but it's a standard action. Oh, is it a standard? Uh, okay, well then yeah, I will... You can, you can oh, move, but you risk the... Yeah, yep. so I will... I will spend a fortune point to get a second standard action, use that to withdraw. So you should get a point mm -hmm. of doom. Then I'll use my minor action to run towards the gate. Perfect. So uh, Zamir blows dust in the snake and it, its head rears back as it's trying to clear its nose and its mouth and its eyes as Zamir pulls back and heads up to the gate. Aurelia, you're up. Um... Aurelia, uh, I'm going to bleed on the portal. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to do it twice. Okay, so you'll be at four wounds. I'll be at four wounds, but we'll be at five of the blood. The gate will open, yes. Needed for it to open. Okay. So Aurelia opens a vein and blood starts flowing free. And you see her weaken to the point where she, she falls to her knees. Um, almost incapacitated, but the blood gate flares open. Now, this is an important question. You don't know where this blood gate's going. However, you can choose to spend a fortune point to have it go back to um, set an upraise compound, or you can just let it randomly open wherever you want. Um, since Aurelia knows that, uh, Sobek is in danger at her compound, she'll, mm -hmm. I'll spend it to take okay. it back there. Okay, so, that opens. The blood gate opens, the snake is rearing back, the torque of Mitra is in your hands, you're bloodied, you're battered, but you have a way out. Let's see if Sobek has a way out. Sobek, you're tied into this chair, you're, you're gagged. You're blindfolded, and you hear Zoyos and Axios arguing ab above you. Zoyos is talking to Axios. Where is she? She was supposed to be out by now. She should have dealt with a champion either. He should have either survived like you and Chismindi did and become part of her warrior band, or he should have died on the cross by now. That's part. Everyone in the party is beginning to question what is going on we must proceed with the torture it is the almost midnight you know that the sacrifice must be enacted at the right time axios says right listen i'll go 
reminder that she needs to finish that chomp off and get out here. And you hear Axios making his way back through the beaded curtains and to the bedroom of Setanepre. What do you do? Well, first of all, I'd like to spend a fortune point uh, to uh, ignore my wounds for the rest of the scene. I think that's a very good idea. <laughs> uh, and then I'd like to spend another fortune point. Um, can you describe like where my chair is? Like, I, I would have seen it before I was like mm -hmm, placed in mm -hmm. it, right? You're right in the middle of the room, basically right next to the long uh, table, the long feasting table. You're right to the right of that where you think they were probably going to set up the rack for your torture. So you're in the middle um, of the main dining hall, um, the main receiving room of Setanepre. Off to the right, through uh, down a corridor is the servants' cor uh, servants' area in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Down to the left is Setanepre's chambers. So and you can feel the breeze. It's fair to say face. that there are like patrons moving around and things like that. There are uh, people around. There are partygoers around, but you don't feel anyone particularly close to you. You get the feeling most people are, are a little uh, afraid to approach Zoyos. You do feel him right in front of you, though. Okay. Uh, tell me if this is too much or not. Um, I'd like to spend a fortune point to uh, influence the scene, to create a story element. Mm -hmm. Um, that badge was it that I was supposed to put on Zoyos? Mm -hmm. Uh, it got slapped out of my hand by Axios. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to say that for my fortune point, it slid towards my chair, and a drunk uh party goer uh sees it and just kind of stumbles to pick it up. I'm completely okay with that. Uh. And while they're doing that, I'd like to try and sort of talk to them throughout my gag. Uh, trying to tell them what it is, basically. Okay. What kind of check would I have to do to convince them to pull the gag down so I can speak? Oh, the stumbling drunk partygoer? Uh, yes. That's, that's going to be a difficulty three persuasion check. Persuasion. Because okay. everybody's pretty afraid of uh, Zoyos. Uh, we don't have any momentum, do we? You've got one point of momentum. Um, but as always, you can give me Doom, or you can spend a fortune point to get uh, an automatic one on one die. But I think that would be your I last fortune I need that point. final fortune point, so I'm going to give you mind. the Doom. Okay. Uh, so I can take... Three momentum by giving you doom, right? Two doom. You can. You can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah. You spend your one momentum and give me two doom to get three extra die. All right, guys. Uh, hope for the best. Got this. Did it not roll? I was trying to roll through the the program. Did I not do it right? Uh, Nothing popped up. It spent your doom, but it didn't. Did you hit roll? There oh, there it goes. There it goes. It was just having an angle. Oh, oh my no. god! <laughs> wow. Shit. Wow. Uh, okay. One uh, success. 
one success, so that was not enough successes, but three complications. So that's impressive. So uh, tell me what you say to this guy to try to uh, get him to to pick this up for you. You you hear him pull back a second and turn to uh, the priest torturer Zoyos and go, he's, I think he's trying to get me to pick that thing up. I'm sorry, master, uh, Mr. Uh, my lord. And you hear this guy back away. You see, you hear Zoyos go, bring me those tongs. What do we have here? And he picks it up and he puts it in the palm of your hand. And you feel something move and sink into the palm of your hand. Give me a resistance check. Difficulty zero. I'm just going to see what happens. Depending on the number of successes will determine what actually happens to you here. Oh, I'm not going to have many successes. I believe in you. Okay, one success. So you take uh, you take two points of um, despair oh. as your resolve is lowered, as you feel this spidery thing slip into your hand, and you hear scratching in the back of your mind. It's very simple, my friend. You will be free of the spider when you bring us the decanter. Otherwise, well... You may be having a very, very bad night. And you know that was a message meant for Zoyos, of course. Yeah. Uh, and you feel the weakness in your bowels uh, as you believe a slow, slow poison may be seeping into your system. But let's roll with it. What do you want to do now? Uh, I suppose I'm going to just have to wait for an opening. Uh. With bound, gagged, and blindfolded, I'm not going to be able to cast any spells. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to have to wait for something to happen to me, and then I can try to slip out then. Okay. You hear the banging on the door. You hear Axios. Mistress! Miss! Someone break this door down! And you hear battering, pounding against her door. And then you hear the splintering of wood. And you hear Axios move into the room. Zamir, Aurelia, Roya, Sir Drusus. The gate is open before you. The, the serpent is still reeling from the sun dust. What do you do? Uh, run. Excellent. You pass through the blood gate with this poor teenage girl in tow. And you find yourself back in Setanepre's hidden chamber, her arcanum, her sanctuary. You see the spiral stairs going up, but you hear booted feet on the stairs coming down. Sobek, before you, Zoyos pulls the gag out of your mouth. He goes, do tell me, what was that that just sank into the palm of your hand? I assume it was meant for me. If you tell me what it was and what its purpose was, I may 
go easy on you this evening? Oh, it was just uh, birthday wishes. It, it played a little song in my head. Was it, today your birthday? <laughs> he chuckles. Uh, he goes, you are always, always the one making light of your situation. I respect that. I wish more of our priests had your focus of faith. But I'm not here to take jokes from you today. Give me a persuade check. Because we learned I'm so good at least. You've, yeah, we have. It's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, uh, you know what? You got so much doom. I'm going to give you some more. Okay. Okay. And I, I'm going to resist it with his. Nice, nice. Zero success. There's the worst. Just the worst. Wow. Rolling. The dice really do. I'm hate just giving so him free bad. doom. Man. Man, so yeah, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take the doom there, I guess. Um, and he just laughs. He laughs. He smacks your 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 hat off of your head, and he rips the gauze away from your eyes. And there's a dagger poised right in front of your left pupil. Just, I mean, you can feel it touching the pupil of your eye. Now, my dear friend, why don't you tell me what it actually was so we can continue with our evening of torture? I'll tell him. Okay. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, the cult of Yazoo. They are, they are so playful. Oh, it might have even taken some effort to neutralize that poison. Well, it won't matter to you for much longer, but thank you for your honesty. And at that, without putting your blindfold or your gag back in, he takes a few steps back and he's talking to one of the guards. Go find out. Where Axios is. We don't have time for this. Back in Sethenepre's sanctum, you see Axios coming down the spiral stairs. You're beaten. You're bloody. You're tired. You're hurting. Well, some of you are. Axios there, looks at you. Was there time at all to like hide when we heard the boot, ste the boot steps? Like slip into the shadows for Zamir at least? If anybody wants to try to um, find a place to hide, give me a thiefing or stealth check. Difficulty two, because there's not a lot down here. And Axios knows this room fairly well. All right. Zamir for sure is going to try. I'll right. give it a shot, see what happens. Nope. That's a complication, unfortunately. All right, all right. Hey, Roy, you got a success. Sadly, you needed two, but it is nice that you got a success. He comes down the stairs and he sees all of you scrambling around looking for places to hide. All right. Where is the high priestess set in Apray? Point to the portal. She's in there. Give me a persuade check. Persuade. And this is a difficulty three. 
for you uh, because uh, he has he knows for a fact there's no way that she would allow uh, people into her sanctum that he doesn't know and that she would stay on the other side of the blood gate. But give it a shot. Let's see, no momentum. I'll give you two doom. Okay. I got three complications, about with one success. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what the heck? Three Okay. Okay. So three twenties. Man. Um so on persuade too. Wow. That was a imp- pretty good. I, you guys just are trying to die so hard here. They just really <laughs> want to play like D D or Pathfinder. Guys, roll freaking low. Jeez. Um, so with that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and spend a point of doom. Um, and he knows for a fact that in his heart, he knows you've killed Setanepre and he flies off these stairs in a rage, his black Kopesh swinging out to strike at Sir, Sir Drusus Jolden. Um, I've seized the initiative He has a talent called Dervish, which allows him to spin Doom to continue to attack uh, anyone within medium range of him. Um, But he has to spin more Doom every time, and the difficulty goes up. But the first attack against Sir Drusus uh, has no added difficulty to it. However, you can try to parry it. Now, what is the reach of your weapon? Medium. Uh, it's like a, it'll be a number, probably two. Oh, two, yeah. Okay, okay. It's the same reach as his, so there's no offset on the difficulty. So uh, you're both just looking. Uh, whoever gets the most successes, you on your parry, him on his attack, uh, will determine who wins this bout. I've got a lot of doom, so I'm going to go ahead and spend three doom um, because he's pretty angry. Okay, he got a complication himself, so you guys get a point of momentum. You got a complication. I also got a complication. So um, he comes in, he hits, got five successes. Um, and I'm not going to add any damage to this, I don't think. I'm just going to roll straight damage here. Hold on. Oh, yeah, crap damage. So um, he hits you in the torso, and you take two points of damage, one effect. So what that means is um, you take three points of damage and one point of um, mental damage, one point of damage to your resolve because this black Kopesh is also fearsome. Does this hit Sokobodo? It is my armor, if you're wearing armor, or you can use your shield. Yeah, I'll do. But I'm going to give you this choice. Okay. Your complication causes you to drop something, either your weapon or your shield. Yeah, I'll have him hit the shield and it sort of clanks out of my arm. Okay, so the shield falls away, so you don't get to use it for soak, though, because your complication oh. happened. So so you just take the uh, you take the three points of damage and your shield is on the ground. 
You take one point of resolve. He is going to go ahead and spend his two points of doom to then roll across and attack Zamir. Now, this attack is a difficulty of two. You can parry it if you so choose. Yeah, I should. Let me just double checking one of my talents here. Uh, okay. I can. It says I can substitute stealth for my melee and ranged weapon skills. So I'm gonna roll. But, but not. But not parry. Oh, it's parry. I always forget parry in this game is is a different skill. Okay. Yeah. Oh goodness. Um. But he only he only netted one success because it was a minimum of two difficulty for him to hit it, and I forgot to spend any doom to give him extra dice. So I'm gonna give you three doom for three more dice. Okay. Uh, I just added them manually, and then okay. I'm gonna roll parry to try to. Uh, let's see. And yeah, so it's it would technically be difficulty three, right? Because you got three successes. He only net, he only netted one though. He had to get a minimum of two successes. So if you get one or two successes, you successfully pair. All right, it's gonna screw up the doom here in a sec, but it's okay. I'll take it. Uh, two successes. So we should have all right. We, so we should have two momentum. Yeah. So what happens is uh, he comes in. He, he spins after striking uh, Sir Drusus Jolden and knocking his shield out of his hand. Spins around and brings his kopesh down. And you were able to use, I'm assuming, your new uh, the the fang of set Indeed. to get under his guard and, and and get it up near his fingers, and he has to pull back. And because he has to pull back, and you fail to hit, I'm going to say we're going he's going to stop his action at that point, and we're going to go back to Sobek for a moment. Sobek, you're sitting in your chair. You see Zoyos there. He's sending another guard off. Uh, but you, uh, you have no gag. You have no blindfold. What do you want to do? I'm going to make the hard choice. Uh, going to go the difficult route as always. Um, I want to cast gaze of set on Zoyos specifically. All right. Uh, so he's going to need to give me a discipline and I will definitely spend my last fortune here. Uh, to give myself an automatic success. Uh, and then I'm going to give you more doom, because why uh, not? Hold on, hold on for a second. You start to oh. cast your spell. Okay. And he looks, and in the same sibilant whispers, you hear him countering your spell. It's a roll-off. What do I got to do for that? Uh, you just roll, you roll your spell, and he rolls hit, and he you roll a gaze of set, he rolls a gaze of set, and whoever gets the most, if you get more successes than he does, then your spell takes effect. If he gets more successes, he's countered your spell. Okay. Uh, I think I did that right. Let's roll and hope that it's better. Two successes. I like, oh no, what am I doing? Oh my God, nine successes. It's all coming back, baby. And momentum, damn. So he's uh, holy. Well, we, we gotta crap. wait and see. It's the it's the difference in uh, the difference in the roles. But I'm gonna go uh. ahead. Sorry, and uh, 
Selbeck is going to, uh, I mean, uh, Zoyos is going to spend some doom himself to try to uh, knock this one out of the park. Hold on for a second. Four successes. You succeed. You beat him by five. You now have six momentum. And your spell takes effect. Six momentum. Six momentum. What does this spell do? Uh, I, I'm deciding here. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't think I'd have six momentum. That's a lot to spend on this. Um, <laughs> I would like to tell him Command them to let me go and to replace me with you as the sacrifice. And I think that would be considered a violent act like turning the blade upon themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, so three momentum there. Okay. Uh, and then companions, uh, I can affect one additional tough, toughened target or two additional minions. I'd mm -hmm. like to just spend the rest of the momentum on anyone nearby that I can't. Okay, so describe what happens. It happens just as you want it to play out. So, so tell us all what happens here. So, I think Zoyos would then, uh, under the gaze of Set, would loudly get the attention of the party and say something along the lines of how I'm not a good enough sacrifice, and that the sacrifice tonight can only be the best. So, it will be himself. Uh, and he commands uh, the people nearby to cut me loose and throw me out the gate and that he will be the one tortured tonight. And that's what we see happen. Uh, Sobek is, is his bounds are his bindings are taken off and he's, he's drug out of the gate of Setanepre's compounds and thrown to the street as, and out of the corner of your eyes, you're being drug out. You see Zoyos being strapped down and gagged. And in that last second, as he's being gagged, you see the fog lift from his eyes, and he knows what's happened. As the party partygoers around him, having been so enthralled by the gaze of Set, begin to torture him in the chair that he was meant that was meant for you. We find ourselves back in the sepulchre beneath. I mean, uh, in Setanepre's sanctuary, beneath her home. It's your guys' turn. What do you do? I'm going to swing at him with my broadsword. I like it. Now, um, remember, there's all kinds of different momentum spins you can do in combat. You can do a called shot to try to make sure you hit him someplace where he doesn't have any armor, which really doesn't matter much here. Um, you can do bonus damage, obviously, uh, but only up to three. But you can do things like disarm him. Um, I don't think we so have any because Steven spent it all. Oh, uh, yeah. You you don't have any at the moment, but you can always substitute Doom for Momentum. I just wanted to give you guys an idea of some of the things mm -hmm. you can do with Momentum other than just add damage to it. Um, and I don't appreciate that tone of how Steven spent it all either. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was an amazing spell. That was a thing of beauty. Can uh I, I can't remember. Can is one of the momentum spends knocking prone? Can you knock somebody prone with uh 
with momentum. Ba, 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 ba. Trying uh, to find it. Penetrate rerolls, second one, secondary targets, subdue, swift action. I don't think you can knock prone okay. with this one, but I'll double check. Okay. Yeah, I can't game. find it in momentum spins. No. Prone is great because it breaks their guard for everybody. But yeah. knockback is a thing in the game, and it do, the game does say to be creative with your momentum spins. So if you want to try to knock him down, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, whoever is knocking him down, Aurelia would definitely want to like assist with that. Um, specifically trying to like maybe get him knocked down halfway through the portal, and then I want it to close on him and cut him in half. <laughs> That's the thing of beauty. All right, um, so you can knock him down. Um, in combat, if you're assisting, what you do is, is just like any other assist. You'd roll one die, and if you succeed, that adds one automatic success to whoever you're helping in the attack. Okay. So you're either fainting or you're moving around or you're yet trying to yank this guy's leg, whatever you want to do. I was thinking because I have in my belongings, I have my former master's spear. So like maybe she'll like get it in between his legs to try and trip him up. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, I will say for a knockback using momentum, since since I'm assuming your weapons don't have the knockback quality, it would be a three momentum spend. So it'd be basically the same as the highest level disarm requirement. Could I spend my last fortune for that? Uh, or does that only give two momentum? Your last will give you a one on a d20, or you can introduce a story declaration. So what I would say, if you want to spend your fortune point on that, I will say that you are declaring that if whoever you're helping, if they hit him, he will fall down because you spent that fortune point. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. And So who's taking the, who's trying to hit him? Yeah, I'll continue with my follow through here. Okay. Now he is going to try to parry and he's a pretty good fighter. So... If you want to give me some doom to get some extra dice, may not be a, a bad thing. Yeah, probably have to here because I have two wounds, so it's lowering my or increasing my difficulty as well. Do you have any fortune left? I do have one. You can spend one fortune point to overcome weakness. And what that means is you ignore the effects of all wounds yeah. and trauma for an entire scene. So for this whole combat, you would it would be like you were not wounded. Okay, so what happens if I go down to zero vigor again? Uh, you, uh, you take a wound automatically, um, but, uh, and, and you, you're, if you don't have five wounds, you're still in a relatively okay situation. I mean, you're, you're down, but you're not dead. I see. There is the recover action too. So if you go down yeah, to zero vigor on your next turn, you could, or next action, you can do recover to try to get back up to vigor and still do stuff. And you can also take, you know, you can spend two points of momentum uh, to take two standard actions. One of them could be to recover. The second one could then to be at, be to attack. I'm just going to give you all three doom here for my attack. Okay. See what happens. Oh, five successes. Here we go. Five successes. Nice. All right. He is going to try... Um, He's going to try to parry that. Sorry, got to get up here. 
but he's angry, so I'm not going to give him any other options. So only three successes. So you successfully hit him uh, and gain an additional three points of momentum that you can use for whatever you want. And as your broadsword strikes him, Aurelia's spear goes between his legs and he falls prone and goes skidding towards the gate. But roll some damage or whatever else you'd like to do. Damage? We've got five damage. Five damage and three... Go ahead. Remember that we have lots of audience dice for effects, so this is the time now that we're in combat that we can spend them on. Yeah, That is true. So if you want to re-roll that damage with that knowledge and take an, you can take up to three audience dice. You can take three bonus dice in total. I'll let you do that because I like to err on the side of fun. You said one... Three rerolls. Uh, you can re-roll, yeah, you can re-roll it if you want, um, and add three additional dice. Oh, I see. Just re-roll the whole thing and add three dice if you want. I think I'm okay here. I can use my talent okay. to re-roll one dice though. So okay. See what happens. Nice. I got one extra damage. So for six. Six damage, and he does have three armor. So. Um, He's, he, his armor soaks some of that as he gets knocked prone, but he does take some damage. Not enough to give him a wound, but he is, uh, you see, he is blooded as he slides across the floor towards the gate. He is prone also, so... The mayor's going to pounce if Drusus is done. Yeah, I'll use a like, minor action, I think. Yeah, you saw the minor action. Yep, you can pick up your shield. All right, Zamir. Okay, so Zamir, uh, Fang of Set in his hand, seeing this this man fall to the ground, sliding along the ground, he will, first of all, standard action, take the exploit action. Uh, Then I will give a fortune point to get another standard action, and I will use that uh, to attack. Uh, I will use the three momentum we have uh, to attack him as well. And since he's on the ground... Uh, his guard shouldn't come into play. That I is think. correct. That is correct. And also, since he's on the ground, he can't uh, he can't resist this attack. He can't parry it. Okay. So I'm rolling five dice because I'm going to spend all of that momentum uh, that you just got. Uh, this is my stealth. Uh, is there a difficulty that I'm rolling this against? Just one. Okay. Okay, that's nine successes <laughs> with eight momentum. I'm, wow. going, I'm going to spend all of that momentum uh, and put it towards damage. You know what? You can only add three to damage, but, right, so but you can do other things. You I'll, could I'll do... Use... Go, go ahead. I was just going to say, you could use two of those to do a called shot to his head where he's not wearing any armor, so he wouldn't I'll be able to that. soak any of it. So I can I could do both, right? Yep. And okay. you, but you've already got you've already got penetration, don't you, with the uh, exploit action? Okay, okay, yep. Uh, okay, so I'm going to spend the three to get uh, three extra bonus damage. Uh, okay, uh, so then I'm going to tap into a couple of my talents here. Uh, so first is my death dealer talent, essentially gives me plus one uh, to my uh, to my combat dice. So that's <laughs> basically plus four dice currently mm-hmm. normally. So right now I'm at nine damage dice. 
then um, I'm going to uh, tap into my uh, uh, I'm going to tap into my assassin talent, which is when rolling damage with a melee weapon that has the hidden quality, which the Black Fang Ascent does. I'm going to spend two momentum, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do that to uh, treat. Uh, to basically count every dice in the pool as an effect instead of whatever, mm -hmm. whatever was actually rolled. Mm -hmm. And since mm -hmm. I took the exploit action, this gets intense and vicious, which means mm -hmm. he takes 18 points of damage, can't mm -hmm. soak any of it, mm -hmm. uh, and it's intense. So he takes mm -hmm. extra wounds. Mm -hmm. So uh, describe how you kill the greatest fighter in Zamora. As this guy is sliding across, just with like rapid fire precision, like the scene from... Gangs of New York, he's just, this is a wound, this is a wound, this is a wound. He's just kind of cutting him all as he's sliding across, like he's like a like a butcher going to town, and just splurts of blood are probably coming up and kind of feeding the portal, too, as he slides. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. You see, he just gets laid open, filleted almost in front of you, and all the blood just starts sucking out of his body, and he just holds up a hand. And then it drops at his side. His black steel kopesh falls at his side. And you have killed Axios, the coil of set. Woohoo! What do you do? We need to find Sobek and we need to leave quickly. News of the high priestess's demise in this one will also soon become known to all of them. Move quickly, quietly, act like you are meant to be here. Of course. So you make your way up the stairs. Oh, yeah, somebody can, absolutely, if they want it. Drusus? I'll pick it up along the way. Okay. Um, I will, I'll tell you what it is right now in case you have to use it, and then I'll drop it in, I'll, I'll write it up and drop it into your character sheet a little bit later. It is a black steel kopish that hungers for souls. It is... The blessing allows the wielder to spend one point of doom to heal one point of vigor for each effect rolled as long as the target took damage. If the, if the target does not take damage, the Kopesh fields on, it, on its wielder and they take one point of fatigue. In addition to its blessing, it is fearsome one, intense, vicious one with a parrying quality. So it's a it's a fairly powerful blade, but it can bite its wielder uh, just like. Uh... But you have it now in your possession. You make your way up the winding stairs. And surprisingly enough, uh, I mean, the door to her bedroom is battered down, but there you don't see any guards and you hear yells and screams coming from in the uh, in the main feast hall. And you hear guards confusing going, what are we supposed to do? I don't understand. What Take advantage do? of the confusion and sort of head out. Let me oh, you, one, one moment. Let me come up. Let me. So Zamir is going to go up ahead just a little bit, just to, to try to get a visual to see: is this an opportunity where we could slink out of the room, or is this like they're right outside and they're going to see us like wandering outside and like turn like, why are you coming out of her bedchamber? When you look out, you don't see any guards anywhere near this area. What you see is a melee of people around. It looks like a figure who's been carved to death, uh, tied to a chair. But it's not 
your associate Sobek. It appears to be Zoyos, the priest torturer. And you see all the guards are trying to subdue the party goers. They're trying to figure out whether or not they should be killing them or restraining them. And the party goers are, are starting to say, we don't know why we did it. We were, he told us to do it. But everyone is focused on the scene in the middle of the banquet hall. I'll wave everyone up then. And when they get there, I'll be like, it appears our dear friend Sobek might have um, pulled a fast one. And I will point in the direction of what is what was supposed to be Sobek getting uh, tortured to death. And it was somebody else. Is he still around? Guys can give me an observation check. See if you see him. We actually do have momentum for once. Yeah. Look at all that stuff. Who's rolling it? My difficulties increased for my wounds. Uh, I'll look. I can do it. Yeah, I've got three wounds. I will. Uh, I'll burn a momentum to get an extra die, and I'll give it a roll. Uh, is there a difficulty on this, Aaron? Uh, just a difficulty one. Right. Can I try Standard to do a quick uh, treatment on uh, Sir Jolden? You can. If we're taking a second to uh, look around. All right. Three successes, so I'm going to bank the momentum I got. So we're up to max momentum. You don't see any sign of Sobek, but you do see uh, what looks like uh, a bloody drag marks. It looks like somebody or something has been recently drug out of this room and out towards the uh, the open-air atrium. Okay. Uh, I will point that out to Drusus and Roya and Aurelia. What do you think? Maybe he's there. And I'll Last lead the party. I heard he was captured. I'll take point towards the atrium then. Uh, and okay. Aurelia is kind of like probably in the middle-ish of our group with the the teenage girl, and she's okay. since she's got four wounds, she's probably like kind of leaning on her. You're all fairly battered, but you're you're alive um, as you make your way out through the open-air atrium and towards the gates along the walkway. So one success on your healing check? Yeah, so I'm trying to figure this out. It says the difficulty of the test is equal to the number of harms that type of ally is currently suffering from. Harm is like the generic term for wound. Like wound is for the physical type of wound, but a harm can also be like resolve, has wounds as well. Yeah, trauma. Trauma, yeah. Okay, so the difficulty is two then. Yeah. So I can reroll one of the d20s because of my bind wounds. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do that. Which is a four, which my and healing... Your focus is four, so you got three successes. Perfect. So then that's sorry, first time I'm doing healing. Uh, it's okay. On a successful test, the character regains three points of vigor or resolve. So long you get three points of vigor back. Dang, okay. So as you're going along, you're being bandaged up. Sobek, you're outside the gate. I need a discipline check from you. Okay. 
I mean, uh, uh, sorry, difficulty? sorry, not a uh, not a uh, discipline, a resilient uh, resistance check. Oh, sorry. you had me all excited. I'm good at discipline. I apologize. Uh, what's it's difficulty? Just, it's difficulty one for this check. Uh, how much doom do you have again? I'm going to give you more. Oh, you've so you've wait, got wait, six wait, momentum wanna, at the moment. I, I want to bring some of it up. Oh, really we've quick. got momentum. All right. Really quick, Steven. So there is in game, and I'm not saying you necessarily want to do this here, but you actually can voluntarily fail a difficulty one or higher test, pay the, the doom master one doom and gain a fortune point back. I don't know. It's up to, obviously it's up to you, but That's I just want to throw that out there. It's a thing you can do. That is interesting. Right? So um, I figured you want to know that. Tempting, but I'm not going to do it now. But that is good to know. Thank you. If he uses it, he falls over dead right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're, you feel this poison. It's coursing through you, but you're able to keep moving. Whatever effects it's having on you hasn't really rooted in your system yet. But you're moving slow past the gate. Zamir, Aurelia, Roya, and Sir Jolden, as you are moving towards the gate, you can actually see the shuffling form of Sobek, because he's badly injured as well, uh, trying to make his way off of the compound. Eline right towards him. Oh, yeah. We're going to get out of here. <laughs> or try. Muted. Jeff, you're muted. God dang it. I was going to slip an arm <laughs> into, uh, like, underneath his arm, like I'm a gentleman, and I was going to say, good evening, my dear. Uh, you seem to be having trouble. Let the young gentleman help. <laughs> oh, no, I'm fine. I just need to catch my breath as I so, lean on him. So somebody pushes him down. No, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Zamir, at that point, you hear a whispered voice in the back of your head. And Aurelia, you hear this too. Oh, my dears, quickly come. Come to the court. There's not much time. Our lady is waiting. Uh, let us go. Yeah, Zamira will look to Aurelia when she says that. Like, so you heard her as well. Yes, yes, we must move. The grandmother and needs us. You find it's almost as you as if you slip yourselves between the cracks and the shadows, become the lost ones yourself. No one seems to see you as you move through the streets, and you quickly find your way back to the court of beggars. You're brought in, and you see Grandmother Wisp sitting there on her beggar throne with her cane. And as you walk in, um, People come out of the shadows and they start um, taking things away from you and bandaging your wounds. But Grandmother Wisp points at you, Zamir. She says, come here, my sweet, sweet boy. Zamir will step forward and he will like, kind of do a very elegant bow. Yes, madame. I trust Aurelia was able to deliver the item safely. Oh, yes, she was such a sweet girl. And Grandmother Wisp holds out her hand and touches your cheek. And you feel yourself almost pulled into a, a bubble of safe space with her. And her age drops away. 
And you see this beautiful young woman with coffee-colored skin and long black hair and, and dreadlocks pulled back and 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 dark, dark eyes. She goes, Oh, my sweet, sweet Zimian. We do not have much time. And I am concerned about the well, the new friend that you have burrowed into your thoughts, but you are not the first to have a demon within their soul, and if anyone can handle it, it will be you. But I'm not here to talk to you about that. As I said, where time is very short, and, and I have I have a tale I wish to tell you, my sweet man. You see, once long ago, when Atlantis was but a young kingdom, I had a lover, and he and I, we chafed under our family's restrictions. They did not like us to be together. We were lived far in the Southlands. And so we made a pact that we would escape. Together, we would make a new life for ourselves. Back in those days, my sweet boy, I was known as Erzuli. I was a protector of women and children and those that society had left behind. And my concert, my consort was a, he was a striking young man. His name was Anansi, a spinner of tales, a mischievous one. We knew our roles well in the Southland. But as we moved north and found our home here in these kingdoms, well, let me simply say our kind when we become known to a people, how those people see us changes who we are. And so here in this city, I started to become Grandmother Wisp, still a protector of the lost. But now, not just the lost people and those who suffer, but the lost secrets, the lost knowledge. An oracle of this city, and with that power, I saw my beloved Anansi begin to change himself. For in these lands, he became the dagger in the night, the dark lingering death. He became fear. He became Grandfather Venom. And I knew that as his power grew and his evil infested the land that his my lost children would be next. So I struck him down and Grandfather Venom fell. But our kind are hard to kill, my sweet man. And so Anansi, Grandfather Venom, drug himself off to the east and he spun a cocoon of webs of hatred about himself. And in time he emerged, no longer was he the strutting Anansi who I loved, or even the slinking Grandfather Venom I feared. He became the skulking spider Zahud, and his power grew. And he claimed a city for his own, and his web spread throughout it and it lost its name and became him. 
And now his spiders seek out the other corners of this land, and they have come to my city. And they have come to claim me, and that is why I ask that favor of you, my heroic, heroic love, to get that decanter that I had misplaced decades ago. For it is no liqueur. It is the blood of Anansi. It is my savior. It is the protector of my city. For as long as I have this decanter, he cannot come to my house. And so I've hidden it away in a forgotten dream of my own, of he and I and our youth, some place that he fears to go and will never see. So you have saved me in this city. But, my dear sweet man, you have marked yourself and your friends, for even as we speak, Zehud has sent his greatest assassins to search for the decanter, which he will not find, but to also find those who thwarted his agents and stole it from beneath his grasp. His greatest assassin will be hunting you with a cadre of creatures. I think you know of whom I speak. Can you whisper his name to me? So the talk of spider, like he's like kind of running through this in his mind and he's extraordinarily, extraordinarily angry as the, as like the name, this is not the first time this spider has threatened and taken one that I hold dear, Bijan. My brother, and now they attempt you as well, the spider god. Yes, is this is this the form uh, yes. Anansi takes? Yes, Anansi is a hood, but Bishan is no longer Bijan. Mm. He is neither living nor dead, no longer human, at least not in the way that he was. He has become Iktomi, Zehud's greatest assassin. And my dear sweet man, he will be the death of you if he can. That is why you must take your friends and flee Zamora. For his people, his agents, his assassins cannot be slain and cannot be stopped within the borders of this realm. You must flee, go far, to lands where greater gods reside, perhaps far to the west and the lands of Mitra, or north to the frozen god Ymir, or even south to my cousin Set, though I would warn against that, or caution you to be very careful, because you have also made a great enemy of Set, for though many in the city did not care for Setanepre, she was a favored of my cousin Set. So they may have agents themselves looking for you. And speaking briefly of that god, I have also seen an old forgotten memory. You carry a scroll with you, or a scroll tube. Once you flee here, show it to your heretic priest friend. It may be of interest to him. But regardless, you must leave. You must travel to the Cavanesseri near the border close to the city of Sergos. Give over the talk of Mitra so that you do not offend another god in your travels. 
and then get yourself far from Zamora. She puts both of her hands on your face. Do you understand me? He will say, I fear not the blade or the venom of Bijan or whatever he calls himself now. For he was always, always two steps behind Zamir. But I shall heed your counsel, for you are wiser than I. And I shall ensure that my friends and I will leave this this land, and I will give to our sorceress friend Sobek that which you have said. Oh, my beautiful, beautiful man. You must promise to return to the court of beggars in a century or two and tell me of all of your tales, the exploits and your adventures. And with that, she leans forward and gives you a kiss right above your heart. And you feel this warmth flow through your body and a great energy. And she looks back. She's got a twinkle in her eye and she goes, I'll be waiting. Two centuries, no more. After all, you should not make a lady wait too long for her lord. She has given you the kiss of Erzuli. Now, narratively, you no longer age. Uh, You will live at your current age unless you are killed for all time. Now, mechanically, what this also does for you is it gives you for free the fortune talent called Make Your Own Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on page 90. And okay. it opens the fortune talent tree up to you. In addition, instead of the fortune talents costing you 600 experience points of talent, they only, other than the one that you have for free, they will only cost you 300 experience points if you want to purchase any of the others. Okay. She leans back. She lays one hand to the side of your head, and she goes, now you must flee. Flee to the caravansary, flee to your client, and then leave Zamora behind. And as you pull back, this bubble that surrounded you breaks, and you see Grandmother Wisp as the old lady again with her cane. You've got, I've told you what you need to do, my love, my sweet man. Now, don't 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 wait, and do not make me wait longer than we discussed. Now, shoo, all of you. You have things to do, and I am tired. You've you all are. been healed fully. No so, wounds, no vigor loss. No Zemir, poison. No poison. Oh, my. Uh, so, Zamir would want to say 200 years. Why not an eternity such time without you? But I shall do it as you say, and I shall be back filled with stories and treasure. And then I will look upon your face once more. And he'll wait until like it's down and she's an old old woman again. And mm-hmm. then he'll tr- he'll he'll like do his like little kind of bow. And he will turn back to look at them. We must go quickly. And at that point, you feel your left buttocks cheek get pinched rather hard. And then she winks at you. As you were all fully healed, no poison, making your way out of the um, Court of Beggars and into the streets of Zamora. When you get out there, you hear the gongs of the city ringing. 
everywhere. Uh, you see people fleeing, finding, trying to find their way uh, into their homes to lock the do their doors. And you hear the sounds of booted feet running through the streets. What would you like to do? Must make a way to the gates. Sir Gaius waits for us. Let's go ahead and uh, let's get a stealth check if you want to go stealthy. If you don't want to go <laughs> stealthy, then um, we will go ahead and go with an athletics check. And it'll work just like a stealth check. It'll be the person with the worst athletics will roll. Or the worst stealth will roll. Both my stealth athletics are 12. 11 for me. Eight, eight stealth is my lowest. So if you want to go stealthy, it's going to be Roya. It sounds like if you want to go uh, using athletics, go quickly. It's going to be Sobek at 11. Uh, uh, I've got 10 for athletics. Athletics? I have eight. Yeah, okay. Zamir. <laughs> okay, so either Zamir or Aurelia can roll athletics or Roya can roll stealth, depending on how I you want to approach the city gates. I still have three fortune. You do. So Ooh, I nah. could... Uh, roll um, stealth with a fortune mm -hmm. spent. So that'll give you an automatic one on one. So you'll get automatic one success at least. Yeah. I actually got three successes. Nice. Um, so with the three successes, uh, you are all actually very stealthily. You make your way through the shadowed streets. You get out of the mall. You get into the main area. You're making your way towards the gate. You're sliding into shadows right as the as uh, temple guards and sept priests come broiling out. And you're able to make your way to the gate. And I will carry that success, those three successes over. You're actually able to slip out the gate because the gates have been opened because guards are running out of the city walls. And you find yourself on the western road, on the western trade road, heading out towards the caravansary. Since you were able to slip out without being noticed, and you've killed Setinepre, we're going to shift time a little bit. It takes you the better part of four or five hours. You get to the caravansary near uh, the border, um, close to the city of Stegos and you find your way in. It's a, it's a large, there's a large wall around it. There's a pen for uh, horses and, and cattle. Uh, you see wagons are laid up there. You see a series of war horses that are at uh, hitching posts. And then you see the, the swinging doors that let you into the central room, the central tavern of, of this caravansary. The second floor is 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 filled with rooms for people spending the night. As you make your way in, it's well lit. People are laughing and drinking, and you know there's obviously some very road weary uh, caravan masters in here. But you see, sitting right in the center of the room, your contact, and he's surrounded by three other knights of Mitra. And uh, as you walk in, uh, Gaius. Atticus Rye looks up and he's got a shocked look on his face at first, but then he stands and he's like, tell me you have good news. Of course we do. Or we, wouldn't be, we wouldn't be here. We've retrieved the artifact. Show me the torque, please. Zamir, you still have it. 
Zamir will look at Drusus with a wry grin at such a question, and then he will, like a magician, just produce it from behind Drusus's ear somehow. Again, but of course. And and he takes it from your hands, and he's like, and and my brazier. Ah, yes, I'll give that to him too. I cannot tell you what you have done for our order. What we owe you is beyond words. Should you ever find yourself in a temple of Mitra, simply hand them this if you need aid. And he hands you a uh, platinum medallion of Mitra. Um, and on the back side, it's got script that indicate it's, it's his house and name. And he goes, they will know all the followers of Mitra will know what you have done for us. We must ride, my friends. We must get across the border before anything else happens. And then he pulls up a chest, and it is the gold that he promised you, um, with the bonus for making it within the time frame. If you ever find yourself in lands who worship Mitra, please, please come to one of the temples and let us offer you sanctuary and redemption. And he looks over at uh, you, Sobek, when he says that. But for now, we must be away. You may have our rooms if you wish to stay the night. They have already been paid for. Yes, we've had a long day. A rest would be nice. And they leave um, immediately. And you can hear them saddling their horses. And then you can hear the sound of horses galloping out of the caravansary. And you're sitting at the table that has been recently vacated by the Knights of Mitra. What would you like to do? What was the reward again? <laughs> important details. Yeah. The important How much was that gold? <laughs> uh, I read it down. I said to take it up by notes. Yeah, I'll have to pull it up really quick. I think it was 10 gold a piece um, with a bonus um, as well. But I'll, I'll pull it up and let you know before, uh, All right. before next week. Sobek. But you did promise your portion to uh, so Sobek, oh, yeah. I think. I it was Zamir. <laughs> or Zamir. Oh, no. It was Zamir, yes. <laughs> Zamir is not forgotten. Uh, but you're so you're sitting here, you're you're exhausted. The barkeep brings drinks out for you and asks if you'd like any any food. They still have a full menu. I mean, this is a very well appointed caravansary. Um, it's on the main trade road, it's the first stop on the way to Stegos from uh, Zamora, so. Yeah, yes, bring out your best. It's on me. Okay. Um, so they go off to uh, to prepare their meals. Is there anything you guys want to discuss amongst yourselves? Well, now that we are safe and preparing to eat, I would just like to thank all of you for coming to save me. Of course, Sobek, we haven't seen you since the first night. Where have you been? I went to a pool party. And Roya, one of her, um, her nature is supportive, uh, which is, you know, kind of like loyal in other games. And so Roya has just, you know, sort of had her head bowed a little bit. And uh, I do feel bad for needing to leave you in the, snake pit. I did not feel that there was much I could do at that point, but I am quite 
thankful that we were able to be reunited and you appear to be in one piece. I suppose all is well enough. I took care of Zoyos for you all. Took care of him. I didn't realize he was a problem. Did Roya tell you nothing? It was... We, it was an eventful... Roya, you did tell them that I was being tortured. By Zoyos. Oh in a stake Roya, pit. Why would you not tell us this? Osopek, you poor man. You poor, poor man. We knew of your capture, but not of your condition. Roy is about to defend herself and just sort of just sits back and it's like... I I assure you, Sobek, we had a very, very careful plan to free you before, before the end of the night. I assure you, had I known that torture, oh, goodness, we would have come for you far sooner. Perhaps, and he will kind of do the same kind of magic trick from behind Sobek's ear. Perhaps this might uh, ease some of the pain. A scroll uh, we found uh, during our adventures. Grandmother says it might be of particular interest to you. For free, my friend. How generous. Now reach out and take it. Okay. Um, as you look at, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long cylindrical scroll case. It's about three feet long and it's it's a black obsidian case with etchings in it and both ends are capped in silver give you you there's something tickling in the back of your mind about the script of this scroll case give me a lore check More, greater number of successes will give you a, a better understanding of what you're looking at uh difficulty 1 yeah just difficulty 1 Just one success. Okay, one success. You're not sure exactly what this details, but you recognize the the language on this on the exterior of this scroll uh, case is an ancient dialect, and you're you're not surprised that this the the followers of Set did not recognize it because it is particular to your sect of Set worship of Set Sobek worship. And seems to detail something about the life of a high priestess of your sect and of her tomb. But you can't quite get more out of it than that. I wouldn't want to study too much more with the whole group here anyways. Mm -hmm. I would try to uh, cover it up and just keep it out of sight until I'm alone. Okay. Okay. Now... As you as the evening starts to draw to a close, you know you have to get out of Zamora. The question is, where do you want to go from here? And I, I'll throw out some options. You can go anywhere in Hyboria. But Sobek, you know that if you're going to get this scroll case and potentially scroll inside of it translated, you're going to need to travel to Sukmet in Stygia. 
Um, there's a, an old temple library there that has some writings and the librarian there may be able to translate this more thoroughly for you if that's something you want to pursue. Um, other than that, you can travel to the Bosonian uh, marshes or anywhere to the west, north, up to Asgard, or you can go east across Zamora or north and out of Zamora and head to the Villette Sea. Where do you think you want to go? Well, if the Temple of Set is a little bit interested in us, I think the best place we could go is right under their noses. It would be the last place they'd expect. All the way to Sukhmet. Yes, in Stygia. I haven't been that far. It'd be quite an adventure. Grandmother wisped did warn about becoming entangled and drawing too much attention from those worshippers of Set. Present company excluded, of course, Sobek. And since she was the one who healed our wounds and has aided us significantly and without her help, I suspect none of us would have made it out of that party alive. Perhaps we should not discard her wisdom so quickly? Wise words, Samir. And so, as you sit around this table trying to decide where your journeys will take you, as long as they take you out of Zamora, we will fade back from our scene. And in two weeks, when we come back, you will find this group of rapscallions somewhere far from Zamora. And they will be, we'll be doing our carousing uh, to start that session out. So, uh, Everybody will get an opportunity to see how the carousing mechanics work in Conan. Everyone gets 300 experience points for surviving this adventure, so you'll get an opportunity to spend that. And in addition, all of you get an, a plus one to your renown as word spreads of a group of adventurers that not only defeated the will of Yehud, Yezud, but also stole from the Temple of Set, from the very guardian serpent of Set, and laid low the high priestess, the priest torturer, and the coils of Set in the high priestess's home, as well as helping the cult of Mitra recover a lost reliquary. Their names are on the lips of many within Zamora, and Koth, and Shem, and even Argos. So tune in in two weeks to find out where we've set up our next Hyborian tale. We'll do some carousing, and then we'll see what kind of trouble uh, we can get into uh, in whatever part of the world we find ourselves. With that, I'm going to turn it back over to Jeff, and you can tell us about what else is going on in the Adventures of Lollygagging. Awesome. Uh, Aaron, that was uh, amazing. That was a lot of fun. I thought we were uh, definitely dead 
Uh, I wasn't uh, sure. I was gonna. Fu- I, I was waiting. Yeah. I was waiting for long right? to make the, make the choice. I was like, "Are we fighting this snake or are we running?" And I was gonna. I was just gonna back you up and whatever you did. And like, if you started fighting, I would have started swinging and then we could go down together. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, okay, so what are we doing next tomorrow? Come hang out uh, as we are back to One Ring Second Edition. Uh, not only that, but we have a special giveaway uh, that we're gonna be doing. Uh, from Beetle and Grim, as uh, as Maitre, our dear friend Maitre, who's now in the the, the Wondering Game, uh, has gotten us the hookup, and so we're going to be giving away one of their GM journals, their Game Masters journals. Uh, so uh, so come hang out with us during Wondering, get get your chance to to win one of those. Uh, then on Monday, another awesome event as Tracy Sizemore is back, uh, as nice. we are back to Holler. We are continuing the Savior. Uh, of Hollow Oak as Tracy. She's uh, she's doing some guest jamming for about two or three sessions. So we're going to continue that. And I kind of double check with uh, with Eric from Norse Foundry, but we're planning a dice giveaway as well. And it might be Monday. Uh, I just got to have a have a confirmation of that before we uh, we commit. And then on Tuesday, Stephen, what are we doing? We're doing some more Forbidden Lands. Uh, m- some of the people here in these windows, I don't know where I am. Uh, we'll be in Forbidden Lands. Melissa, Aaron, Jeff. Uh, and Melissa's gotten herself into a little bit of trouble in that game. Uh, it seems to be a record for her lately. So we'll see how she gets out of that. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Yep. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought going up to a couple kids and be like, here, here's my weapon. Try to take it out of my hands. Who would have thought? thought that's a bad decision? Who would have thought image... for myself? In my mind, <laughs> it was quite fun. That. It was amusing. Oh, it was just crazy a friendly fun. orc playing with elf children. Exactly yeah, what yeah. you would crazy expect. fun. This big, powerful looking yeah. orc wandering up through these delicate elf children and being like, "Hey, kids, you want to see a you want to see a dead body? Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> no, I know no, for sure. No. I mean, I was like, this is definitely going to work out. Oh, just fine. Oh, my just God. fine. Yeah, uh, that was a lot. Yeah. And then uh, next Friday, we'll be back to Blade Runner as we are closing in on the end of that. I think we have maybe two sessions left of Blade Runner before we call it quits. Had some big reveals uh, in the last session. So we're going to be back to Blade Runner. Uh, and then in two weeks, we'll return on Friday to uh, to more Conan for two more Hyborian Tales. Uh, so uh, with that in mind, uh, thank you to everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you for those of you who are watching this later on YouTube or on VOD. We uh, greatly appreciate the support. Uh, if you uh, haven't checked out the YouTube page, go ahead and check it out. Adventures in Lollygagging over on YouTube. We've got all sorts of games, both current games that are running and games that we've been running for the past couple of years. Tons of playlists over there. We also have uh, a few games out on uh, on podcast form. So if you want to look wherever you get podcasts, you can look for things like Adventures in Lollygagging, Waking in Angmar, Lollygagging uh, on the Orient Express if you're interested in Call of Cthulhu. Uh, but with that, we're going to rate our buddies over at Defenders of Kobold. And uh, yeah, that's it. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Good night.